Oh, um, Jim, can we put in some, like, can we have me say that Jason Nixon murdered a horse with his bare hands? <laughs> <laughs> Friends and enemies, welcome to the Progress Report. I am your host, Duncan Kinney. We're recording here in Amiskwichi, Wiskaigan, otherwise known as Edmonton, here in Treaty 6 Territory. And folks, let me just start off the podcast by saying it. We got him. Yes, folks, Don Cherry is finally fucking cancelled. This is an 85-year-old man, really cut down in the prime of his hockey commentating career. Um, but yeah, Don Cherry finally said something so irredeemably awful and racist that he is now officially off the air. To help us process and react to this news, we have a couple of the people that Don Cherry was warning us about. Uh, first up is Mav Adiser. He is an Edmonton-based stand-up comedy guy. And our other guest is Tej Swatch, an Edmonton-based writer and hockey dad. Um, dudes, welcome to the Progress Report. What's up? Thanks for having us. Okay, so let's just get right to it. Let's get to the, the clip that ended Don Cherry's career. Downtown Toronto, forget it, downtown Toronto. Nobody wears a poppy. And I'm not going to wait. He says, wait a minute. How about running it for the people that buy them? Now, you go to the small cities, and you know, you, you know those, the rows on rows, you people love, you, you they come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey, at least you can pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the, uh, the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run it again for you great people and good Canadians that bought a poppy. I'm still going to run it. Anyhow, love your Ford. The, the, the least we could do. I love it. The, the least we could do. The biggest do. price is uh, 25 cents. It's 25 cents, 25 right? Cents. Oh, well, no, well, anything. It's Whatever you want to donate. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing is that I, I'd never actually bought a poppy. I've only ever stolen it from veterans because when I first immigrated here, uh, I just thought, oh, this seems to be important, I guess. And I needed to like, camouflage myself, you mm -hmm. know, being a you people. Got to blend in. Um, I was thinking about how like Don Cherry is truly like a legend and just kind of uh, this amazing relic, you know, and it's sad to see him go like he I was thinking about how like he was the voice of the zeitgeist for a long time. And, and I just found out that zeitgeist means time ghost. <laughs> and uh, Don Cherry is basically a time ghost haunting Upper Canada. As the voice of, like, the Etobicoke car dealership owner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and I don't think, I mean, the, the fact that he's not on Coach's Corner anymore, it's kind of hilarious to contemplate his career as a, as a media personality kind of unmoored. He's already done yeah. interviews with Tucker Carlson and, and like, The Rebel. But um, I don't know, Tej, like, this, what was actually said here, did, does this strike you as being anything materially different from the other stupid racist shit he said over the past 40 years? No, not at all. It's unbelievable. Well, I, mean, I guess it is unbelievable. Whatever's changed has changed, whether it's the leadership at Sportsnet or whether, you know, people of whatever color that are starting to get 
you know, they're starting to speak up more. But what, more, I remember, more uppity is what more you more uppity. That's these, right. These snowflakes and their cancel culture that's yeah. toxic. <laughs> I I remember back in uh, I don't even remember the year. I want to look it up, but uh, when a couple of Sikhs were uh, prevented from going into the Legion, he had a lot to say about that. And I remember he ended one clip, and I couldn't find it. I really want to find it. But he said, uh, um, yeah, the real soldiers. The Legion is about the real soldiers. So he was, like, denying these six who were decorated, who actually had, you know, all verified military records. He was just like, no, they weren't really in the war. It's just such horseshit. Like, that didn't get him fired. That this did, I, it's not different from anything. I think they weren't real soldiers. They Tesh. weren't real soldiers. No, I mean, I mean, the, the funny thing about the Turban discourse was that like the Reform Party and like Western Canadian racist shitheads were like all over it, right? It yep. was that was our uh, Turban Six and the RCMP, right? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, huge racism thing for like years and years. years that, like, uh, but they sure came by to troll for votes, you know, and they, they kind of oh left that out conveniently. I mean. Okay, okay. So I think it is time, to, as Mav said, to like pour one out for a legend here. And I think we are going to go through some of Don Cherry's yes. uh, greatest hits. It, it'll be like uh, Rock'em Sock'em, but instead of like um, brain damage and jock jams, it'll be like racism and misogyny. So let's uh, let's cue up a clip here. What what, what do we want to start out with here? Do we want to go with his thoughts on global warming? Do we want to go with his thoughts on, on natives? You, you can guide me here, guys. Give me, give me some, give I, some guidance. I, I, remind us what he said about indigenous folks. Oh, okay, well here, okay. Actually, why don't we start off with the kind of greatest uh, a clip that was assembled by, I think, the star or something, and then we'll get to his thoughts on, on indigenous okay. folks. I, I want to say something, first of all, okay? All right. I want to say something, first of all. I don't believe, and I really believe this, I don't believe women should be in the male dressing room. I, I know, wait a minute, I remember the first time it happened to me, guys are walking around naked. Totally think a woman can be in the dressing room. No. But I do believe a lot of guys take advantage and they are sexist. What do you, that that uh, I'm natives uh, have an inferiority complex is when something happens some, to them. I said you'd have to they, ask Chris, but it's, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't some kids feel like they haven't been given a fair shake in life? Ask Davison. Fair ask shake in life. Go out and get your own fair shake in oh, life and work Don, for it. Don't give me that stuff. Benvenue, Corner de Coches. No. Mon amis. And that's for you because no. all the French guys in Montreal are mad at you. But the other night on Coaches Well, it's a bilingual country. Remember that. Things you've said about him down here. He's a racist, uh, muscle-bound Ontario. About stuff Lindros. like Yeah, about Lindros. Of course I'm talking about Lindros. It's like that. Tearing the fabric of our nations apart. Now look, you don't want to speak English down here. You don't want universities down here English. You don't want signs up. How in the world do you not think an 18-year-old kid from Ontario and why he doesn't want to come here? He said he He's played afraid. Montreal. Oh, he said he'd come and play in front. But Ron, you, did you fall off a turbo truck? And you women are going to get mad at me out there. When you come to the games, keep your eyes on the puck. And I'm telling you, I've seen some awful smacks and it's always a woman yapping away there. No, Look at the game. Lots of fans. What are you talking? Both genders get involved in talking about the game. Dear God. <laughs> Holy wow. shit. Wow. It, at this point, I'm kind of angry at Sportsnet for not taking him off the air sooner. Like, that's... Lot, and some of those clips are from, like, the 80s and the Yeah, 90s exactly. And... <laughs> they should have taken him out back in 87 and then just old yellered him. This man has been melting in front of the entire country for decades. He has kind of like slowly slid into um, uh, a quasi dementia. Right? I mean, he, I mean was, was he was he popular because he spoke to a certain segment that watched hockey? I mean, it's just such a. Uh, 
uh, I don't know. It, the, the, the fact that the CBC, the bastion of liberal thinking or whatever, let him stay on after all that shit. But I but I think that that is like that is just what hockey is. Yeah. In in a lot of ways, you know, like it's never it's never a, and you know based on like everybody's reactions um, to Don Cherry. Like I know this one CBC reporter out of Winnipeg is getting like just brutally harassed online right now. Um, and yeah, it has nothing to do with the troops at all. It's just no. about. Um, just being angry at like Canada not looking the way you want it to anymore. I mean, if anything about this whole stupid episode makes me angry, it's just that is that he wrapped himself up in Remembrance Day and poppies to take a couple of pot shots at immigrants, and now is trying to walk it back in the most cowardly way possible. But like that's what he did. So how much how is that respecting any of the troops as he claims to do? I mean. But I'm sure I, he loves he loves the troops. But I, yeah. I would argue that that's what Remembrance Day is about. It's about shoving your face in how you are not really Canadian. Well, and he's oh. and he's explicitly like this segment is explicitly about policing poppies, right? It is sure. explicitly about like if you are Canadian, if you don't wear a poppy, you are un-Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it's like okay, I'm I'm a bad person because I'm not celebrating some 19 year old Newfie getting murdered overseas for some dumb shit reason. But you like. Know? It, in terms of the clip, like, did we let it go because he was just a doddering old idiot that had some incisive things to say about hockey? Or maybe hockey's pretty fucking inconsequential in the big scheme of things? I don't know. I mean, it's some, like, l- listening to that clip, I'm like, he's been at this for years. He's been at this for years. But also, like, any kind of hockey-related thing always devolves into the voice of this, like... um nativist kind of psychopath yeah. like the way uh no lore on twitter when when she Nora tweet- Loretto. Yeah, yeah uh uh when she was tweeting about the beautiful hockey boys uh oh, died in the, the truck crash yeah and and how like you know I, I thought it was a pretty innocuous kind of like thought of just like i wonder how, what the outpouring would be if this weren't white kids and suddenly like even Jason Kenney was on that the dog full, pile. The full breadth and depth of white Canada dogpiled onto oh my God. Nora Loretta yeah. in that context. And and it is an, an emblematic of like how hockey is treated by like you know, the like the ruling class and the like upper middle class white totally. people, right? Yeah. I mean like this is our lamer version of like the yeah. gladiatorial matches except nobody gets their heads well, that's cut just off it's it so lame that our nationalism has to be represented by a game and like how much we love the game and how much ugh. anyways so okay so that was the the kind of greatest hits of don cherry right but but even in within that clip was his this clip around about indigenous folks about natives as he called them and there's a, a longer clip right there that i think is emblematic of a couple of things and i want to play it for you and, and kind of get your reactions same what are you saying that that uh, natives uh, have an inferiority complex? Is when something happens some, to them? I said you'd have they... to ask Chris, but it's, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't some kids feel like they haven't been given a fair shake in life? Ask Davis. Fair ask... shake in life. Go out and get your own fair shake in oh, life and work Don, for it. Don't give me that stuff. Don't give me. It was like Ted Nolan when Ted Nolan didn't get the job. It was racism. It was racism. It wasn't racism. Look, my Ukrainian grandparents came over here. And got their fair shake. I mean, it was free farmland. Uh, it was free farmland. <laughs> so, no, 
Look, give well, me that no, stuff. But since you bring that up, if you were an NHL club and you saw all the reaction when Ted was fired in Buffalo, would yeah. you be a little leery of hiring him a second time? Yeah, well, the so thing... So he is in a, in a case... Well, it's racism. No, it was well, because... it is. No, it isn't. It was, the uprising will it was between him and the GM. That's why he didn't get it. It wasn't racism at all. And uh, let's never get into that again. I've right. lost the whole thing. No, it's good. It's and good. No, it is. Well, we might as well just sit here and then no. how much time we, we got, got left. we got a couple minutes for sure. Got a couple Two of minutes. A couple of minutes. Well, let's go to the truth. I, I actually, nine, no, no, we got more time. No, that, we don't. Hey, I mean, it's Christmas. Let's go back in the nah, Christmas never spirit. Mind. Yes, I got 9,000 things I wanted to talk we about. Got, well, we got we'll talk about it next week. No, no, come on. We can do it. We, yeah. we got to do it. Do what? Got, well, listen. We'll get back. We'll make a little truth here at Christmas. The benches on the same side is one thing you recommended. Well, you ruined the whole thing. They like that. The whole thing is... is uh, the other thing you said is puck over the glass, and sure enough, it showed up. Foot in the crease, it showed up. Benches touch icing. The players have all said it. Instigator rules. So why don't we show Sid the kid? Just jangling keys in front of him. Just like, come on. No, and the, the, like, the reason why I wanted to play that clip is not just the, like, the racism around Indigenous folks, but, like, the fact that Ron McLean over the years has had to ride shotgun with this, like, racist old piece of shit and, and like, has... has <laughs> this is like Don Cherry is trying to like ruin Thanksgiving dinner and Don is trying to get him to stick to sports. And like, uh, I don't have any sympathy for Ron McLean. I mean, like, fuck that guy. No, but like the, this is, it's emblematic of how well he was treated by like people like Ron McLean and powerful yeah. people. Right. But that he had his own personal David Spade on his TV show. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you need someone to. Um, yeah, oh, it's like this—the wacky straight. You know, it's it's the it's the stiff straight man next to me, the doddering old grandpa raving about natives. Shit, they should get a, their own fair shake. And the, and the or troops, whatever. the troops. Oh yeah, he wanted he wanted to talk about the troops, but but Ron got him off topic. Yeah. Topic talking about the natives. I mean, I had he had nine thousand things he wanted to talk about. Yeah. I mean, in his two and a half minutes. It it is amazing how um, Don Cherry is an old doddering white guy, but still manages to be every drunk Filipino uncle I've ever had. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about Ron McLean is that uh, there was an observation made at the beginning of this whole thing that uh, the problem isn't Don Cherry, old doddering, whatever. Um, it's people like Ron McLean who stay qu quiet as he goes on. And he, yeah, I mean, he didn't call him out there. He just tried to get him back on track. And the thing that happened last week, he didn't call him out, period. He just let him finish, right? I mean, it's just, that's the problem. It's so emblematic of Canada that, like, People who aren't racist but aren't fucking courageous enough to call shit out. It's just, yeah, that's but, what Ron's. Uh, but I would say that that's not, calling him out is not Ron's job. Ron's no. job is to jangle keys in front of Don Cherry so that he stops crying and finishes the broadcast. Sure. But, I mean, Ron McLean is emblematic of, like, the acquiescence of, like, white liberals to all sorts of horrible shit. Yeah, right? and, and I think that, like, you, it's... It's really important not to see this as two separate acts. Like, this is a double act. Mm -hmm. You know, this is Abbott and Costello. Like, this isn't just... Um, the asshole and the enabler. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, 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 you know, Ron's not just there, like, being put upon, like, oh, I got to deal with this guy. It's like, no, his job is to keep this going. Yeah, yeah. And I have a memory of Ron McLean from my university days where he was like the keynote speaker at this like Calgary Business Hall of Fame thing. Some billionaire was getting feted by a room full of like oil and gas psychos. Yeah. And Ron McLean was a fucking star. He was treated by like royalty by this oh, like, totally. room full of like super rich Calgary elite. Right. OK, so 
Uh, would it surprise you to learn that Don Cherry uh, has interesting things to say about global warming? <laughs> All right. here's, uh, here's your pal. Listen, listen carefully. Didn't see this. Hi, I'm David Suzuki, Don Cherry's favorite left-wing kook. Winter sports fans know that something strange is happening with weather and climate. Let's show our concern with the symbolic gesture of turning off our lights during Earth Hour. But I'd keep your TV on. At least finish the game. How nice he was. Yeah, well, I know. Look, David Suzuki, left-wing kook, you're in Vancouver. It's warm out there. <laughs> Why don't you come to Toronto? We've been freezing for two months. Record set. What is this warming trend? We're all dying of cold, and he's talking a warming trend. What? Paul, Paul Kelly's all over that, too, along with Andrew Ference. That's probably my favorite moment oh, yeah. of the year. Is that interview sickening? It was sick. Listen, I, I, I'm in the ice, and it's cold. <laughs> and when I go into the hockey rink, it's cold all the time. Where is this global warming? <laughs> Just, uh... Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, he just reduced to almost incohate rage by just the presence of David Suzuki on his broadcast. Yeah, yeah, and and he didn't have the words to like insult them, so he had to borrow David Suzuki's own words and just like because he he just has he just has like a handful, you know, that he, he can use. <laughs> I mean, there's another clip here of, of the on climate change that I want to play just because this one is actually well, um, just from last year. But go ahead. What, what I was want? just gonna say, why why were they running climate change clips on fucking Coach's Corner? Who gives like what? what? Listen, these guys are on on the ice like every day. That's their job. They know about ice. They know about ice. <laughs> the ice isn't getting choppy. It's just fine. You know. There's my friend Willie right there, and he predicts six more weeks of cold weather. Now I'd like to ask you with your left wing pinkle friends. Yes. What about the warming trend? Like, what? Like, where does that come now? You know all about that. But oh. what? We, do you really want to get into that? No, I'm just asking you. The kookaloos are always saying the warming trend. We're freezing to death. We're, yeah, well, we're not totally kookaloos if you look at some of the things going on in our world. But I will admit it's uh, nice to have a real winter. And we have, I know from hometown hockey, every Saturday so. night, four-hour delay in the cold weather. So maybe All right, let's go. There. Yeah, Ron McLean, like, noted uh, left-wing activist. Oh, my God. <laughs> And and not just like it, it really is just like this amazing double act where where um, Don just like drags the Overton window over to like just the farthest right, you know, like Victor Orban right, and then like and then and then Ron McClain is just like, hey, let's just. Reel it in like a little bit. I mean, there's damage to him having this banal, uninformed counterpoint to Don Cherry's nonsense. It's just like a lot of people don't see this debate anywhere else except for Coach's Corner. It might be possible they don't see it anywhere else except for Coach's Corner. And you get fucking Ron McLean representing the other side. And it's just... Ron McLean, the Adam Friedland of um, CBC Canada or whatever. Yeah. Rogers, whatever it is these days. I mean, Tej, you're the only hockey dad in mm. the room here. I, I think it is worth broadening this conversation out to, like, the hockey world, the hockey culture. Like, does 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 Don Cherry represent like what hockey culture feels like to you, or is he removed from from that? Um, I would no. He does not represent hockey culture as far as what I've seen. And now my my son's only been in hockey only only been in hockey for three years. And um, I'd also like to point out that your son is only seven. Six, seven. He's only seven. <laughs> got to get him started early. You know, he's got to get those scholarships. Um, uh, 
I have seen a lot of what Don represents in hockey. I've also seen not as much as you would think. It's not the dominant thing. People are respectful. And that's just going to happen. This country is full of people from somewhere else. And they're, you know, they're integrating. They're doing their thing. Kids see people playing hockey. They want to play hockey. And, like, I, my son's on a team with, like, all sorts of, like, indigenous people, Chinese kids, Arab kids, everything. Um, and the coaches, they're still white and all the rest of it. And they're, they, you could see them as being Don Cherry folks. But... They're not like they they have to be respectful because they know that it's about I, I, I'm giving them a lot of credit. I, they, it, it's about the game for them. And I, I think that's important to point out. Um, then again, he's only seven. He's a novice when it gets higher up in years and when there actually is competition to get on a team. I wonder if that stuff starts to rear its head. I can say that growing up, I didn't play hockey because my parents didn't want me didn't want to put up with that shit. And I know kids that are a generation younger than me, uh, just a little bit younger, they put up with unbelievable amounts of shit. Um, well, and do- I, think, I think it's worth pointing out, too, that whether, whether Don Cherry's bullshit filters down to, like, your seven-year-old son's hockey experience is, is probably not relevant. But what I will say is that Don has poisoned the well for discourse around hockey for so long in Canada, right? He's, he's essentially created a safe space for racist, blowhard dumbass white dudes for like since the 80s right and and you just you absolutely hate to see it but i i think that um more than more than don like manufacturing the safe space i think that his existence is emblematic of that being kind of the the baseline you know where because he wouldn't have been allowed on air if he wasn't making somebody money right yeah would we have seen a don cherry in like basketball or soccer or even like football like oh and football american football there's a lot of shit that's yeah but but it's all owners and they never go on mic that's true so like (laughs) yeah they have lawyers for that stuff um but with with hockey it's like you know it, it is just this thing of uh yeah, very much a reflection of the ruling class. And and the fact that he got canned now for honestly what seemed like more tame stuff compared to the other bullshit that he's spouted before, like, is emblematic of just like how the ruling class is a lot more aware of like mm-hmm. their need to be woke or whatever. And I, I think they see people of color moving to uh, to games other than hockey. They're moving towards basketball. That's getting more popular. They're yeah. moving towards other sports and like Heaven forbid soccer actually like takes off in this country, you know. Well, soccer's an extremely popular sport for yeah. six year olds in Canada. Yeah. yeah. But like all of the like time and attention is focused on our like precious sixteen year old like God King hockey players. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, God. Uh, I mean so Don Cherry, after this happened, he got fired on Monday. Yeah. Uh, he was on, on Remembrance Day, hilariously. Uh, he immediately gave interviews to all over the place, but also to the like white supremacy power hour folks. He gave interviews to, to the Rebel. He gave an interview to Tucker Carlson from Fox News. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, not that this was ever in dispute, but you know, just in case he wanted confirmation that he was a racist piece of shit, like go on to Tucker Carlson, right? Um, but I think this Tucker Carlson clip that I'm going to play is interesting for just like a, a little bit of, of role reversal. Nod at the traditions of Canada. Like, why is that? Why well, is that controversial? Well, don't ask me. And the big thing is, I should have said if I had to come through, if I had been smart. And uh, protected myself, I should have said everybody should be wearing a poppy. Yeah, like I went downtown, 
Yeah, and that's fair, fair enough for the whole thing. It's the two words that, that got it that you people, and as you know, people are very sensitive like that, and that's uh, they got me. But I, I listen, well, they're not. I, I mean, I, if I just clarify, they're not sensitive at all. They're fascists. They're not. They actually have no real feelings. They're faking their outrage. They're trying to crush you because they want to exert yeah. power because it makes them feel big when actually inside they're small. But you just to clarify. So uh, we're all fascists, according to Tucker Carlson. But the the part, I mean, you can't see the video of this clip, but like Don Cherry is kind of playing the Ron McClain role. He's yeah, the Ron McClain. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, whoa, I, uh, what? Well, we thought we were talking about hockey in Canada here, and you're well, talking about fascists. Yeah, oh. it's it's like seeing the uh, the coyote eat Roadrunner for the first time. It's fucking awesome. That's great. I was gonna say, uh, can we? dispel like get rid of the notion that all he said was you people the whole fucking context of the thing was you people that come here that love our way of life and our milk and like it's just like a bag milk and honey just trying to relitigate what the fucker said is drives me insane and it's just it's not what he said um in terms of being a fascist fuck <laughs> but <laughs> but also you know like i think it goes goes back to how like remembrance day is this thing that is weaponized in order to facilitate more jingoist bullshit as opposed to, hey, isn't that fucked up that we all just, like, made teens do state-sanctioned murders to each other? Yeah, like, the, the, the discourse around the poppy here is is a real interesting question. I think it's ultimately why, probably why he got fired, right? I mean, he could say you people, maybe about half a dozen other subjects, but it was because he was combining the you people and the land of milk and honey with this, like poppy discourse and the remembrance day discourse and I, I mean i will just come out and say that i think that the discourse around the poppy and remembrance day is broken you know like <clears throat> the fact that we don't talk about the history the material conditions that led to the first world war the fact that like 15 million people died in the first world war for like no good reason beyond kind of imperial greed and avarice in like some of the worst conditions ever concocted by man and that, like, now it's about World War. Uh, Remembrance Day seems to me like filtered through boomers who've watched too many World War II movies. Yeah, yeah well, like when Wonder Woman um, defeated Hitler in World War One, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so. Uh, okay, I'm happy Don Cherry is gone, obviously. Like, a racist piece of shit, goodbye. But, like, the fact that this almost kind of, like, calcifies the discourse around poppies does does kind of make me not happy. But that is but that is its desired effect, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm, like, just a little bit more cynical here, but, like, uh, Don Cherry is the wrong kind of rich white guy anyway, you know? Because he's, like... He's not like the re he's not going to be in the Panama Papers, you know. Like he's the he's the guy who wears tablecloth for suits. Like <laughs> they, fuck that guy. Who cares? Like, but what you want is to keep protecting the interests of like actual rich people. And for them, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that we start thinking about um, Remembrance Day as uh, essentially like a. A, a way a way to indict capitalism in a or, lot of or ways. Or for Remembrance Day to be about have much more an, of an anti-war, yeah. pro-peace yeah. message. Yeah, right? yeah. It's not 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 if we're like we've got like troops out in the fucking Ukraine right now doing movements or like uh, Christian Freeland like um, you know cheering Ra -ra, on Bolivia. Venezuela and Bolivia and stuff. It's you interesting. Know? And nobody bumps up against the idea. Like it is if you listen to any coverage of uh, Remembrance Day when it's actually happening. It's all about 
it's sorrow porn. It's all it's all about oh this this what this person went through and this is what he did and all the rest of it. And they all are invariably white um, that went through all these horrible things. To me, if you're wearing a poppy and you're not anti-war, I frankly think you're doing it wrong. But and I think you're right, Duncan. There is no discourse around that. Is this going to calcify it? I hope not. I mean, I think um, if this tradition stays alive and people like me are coming up and I don't know if Mav wears it or not, but like, and we wear it and we have that discourse that moves away from the jingoistic fucking war-loving horseshit. But it seems like the response has been much more about, well, it's like, you know, brown people died in the wars too. Yeah, right? and, yeah no, that's exactly just like, uh, excuse me, sir, I would have you know that my you people also fought in this war. <laughs> well, fuck that. That's stupid. It's wars stupid. are stupid, guys. Wars are stupid. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. I, 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 let me say that. That is the ex- precisely wrong response to this, that hey, brown people, my grandfather fought in the war too. Like, so the war it's that's not what it's about and yeah and ultimately why i think this blew up on cherry is that he tried to link white supremacy to the poppy and remembrance day in this extremely clumsy doddering like brain melting old man way and thankfully he's fucked up and he's gone we never have to think about him again i I think that's probably untrue but he's at least removed from his perch I I'm I'm sad personally. Like I never I never like as a person who says horrible stupid things in public. Um, I never want anybody to get fired for saying horrible stupid things in public. But also, I really love how you knew exactly what you were dealing with when you were dealing with Don Cherry, and you knew exactly what Canada was when you were looking at Don Cherry. You know, because despite all of our you know, like pomp and and all of uh, all of our smugness about being a bunch of woke. Ooh, sorry, this that. Don Cherry's there to set the record straight. That Canada is you people. It's that. That's Canada. Yeah, I don't know. I'm of two minds. I I like that he's gone, but also, man makes a point, right? It's just that yeah, the, we need this example of that idiot to be like, no, this is what you really are. I mean, I, I'm a little sad that we just never got to, like, see him have a stroke on air, which was just a, a, oh. an extremely minute... I would argue that we've been seeing it for decades. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, extremely small possibility and you know, whatever. But, but did it, anyone actually watch Coach's Corner? Do we have any numbers on the... Oh, is it when you go take a piss break, I imagine, right? Um, like, I've never watched hockey. I will never watch hockey. <laughs> the perfect guest for the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's definitely one final Don Cherry clip that I have to play for you, and it is Don Cherry... Speaking at Rob Ford's uh, inauguration, oh, I'm not, oh, yes. not a, inauguration because he was just mayor, but like Rob Ford's there, like a grinning idiot with his like mayor's chain on, and <sighs> and and Don Cherry gets up in this suit, and we'll probably cut this uh, clip down a bit. I probably won't play the whole thing, but I'll play the whole thing for you guys. Sure, okay. but it is amazing. Well, actually, I'm wearing Pinko for all the Pinkos out there that ride bicycles and everything. I thought I'd get it in. <laughs> um, I I wouldn't expect Ron McLean here to come here, but, um, you know, I, I have to, I, I am befuddled because I thought I was just doing a good thing coming down with Ron and Rob, and I was going to do this here, and it was going to be nice and the whole deal. I've been being ripped to shreds uh, by the left-wing Pinkle newspapers out there. It's unbelievable. Um, one guy called me a pink uh, a jerk in a pink suit, so I thought I'd wear that for him, too, today. Um you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, in that, in those articles, my church was—I was, I was uh, made fun of because I go to church. I, I'm easy to do it that way. Uh, I was called modeling for for the troops because I honor the troops. This is a kind of 
uh, you're going to be facing, Rob, with these left-wing pinkos. They scrape the bottom of the barrel. But again, I was asked why I was asked. And I asked Doug, Rob, why? And they said, we need a famous, good-looking guy. And I said, I'm your man, right right off the bat. You know, I, uh, I, they, I was asked, why, why, why a landslide? And I was in their corner right from the start. I phoned, they phoned me, Doug phoned me the morning, you'll get a landslide. And why? Because Rob's honest. He's uh, truthful. He's like Julian Fantino. Is what you see is what you get. He's no phony. And I could go on right now, all the millions and millions and thousands of dollars he's going to he's going to save and everything. But I I just like to tell a little story. Rob's in the mayor. One day, apology comes and a five thousand dollar check. Hell and yeah, dude! I, I love that. He's going to be the greatest mayor this city has ever ever seen as far as I'm concerned and put that in your pipe you left wing kooks thank you very much so I think there's only one way to react to that in that um, Don Cherry is a prophet and that he knew that Rob Ford was going to get on, caught on tape multiple times smoking crack <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know what you know now that Don Cherry has been compromised to a permanent end I hope that uh, once he's there in heaven, he's he's smoking one with Rob Ford. It's uh, it's a beautiful picture. Is it the end? There's a rally to support him at the city hall today. I think. In yeah. Toronto. Derek Vildebrand has returned uh, to bother us, and he has a, a petition that's up to almost two hundred thousand oh signatures. Hell to, yeah, to dude! Bring Don Cherry I back. love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really know how to end this. I mean, I think I think we just all have to pour one out for a real one yeah and um, uh you know any any closing thoughts on on don cherry being relieved of his post yeah listen don don't let these pinkos get you down man you know there's still a lot of hope for a young upstart like you um it's there's you know try football they love racists there love you buddy <laughs> i don't know if i can add much more to that he's an 85 year old man who needed to retire and Someone did it for him. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. I mean, thanks um, for coming on the show. We're, we're coming to the part of our show where it is time to plug your pluggables. Um, how can people follow you online, find out about the work that you're doing, Mev? Uh, I'm going to be, you know what? Just come to every Edmonton comedy show. I'll be there. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter. That's private. At Mav time. Like the herb time. <laughs> And and what are some of the comedy shows, dates, and places? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to be performing at the U of A in February as part of a sustainability conference. Uh, it's about my show about climate change. So uh, come to that. Don't, don't worry about buying tickets. Just sneak in. Say you're a student. Um, I'm just starting off the sort of writing side of my career. You can just follow me on Twitter at SwatchTedge. Awesome. All right, and if you enjoyed this podcast, if you like this podcast, if you want to keep hearing this podcast, um, we need people to support us financially. Yes, dollars. We need dollars. So if you want to support us financially, please go to theprogressreport.ca slash patrons. Join the 250 other folks who regularly give us anywhere from 5 to $50 a month, and you can help Jim and I put food on our table and generally not be homeless. Um, if you can't or don't want to give us money, there's other things you can do to help us as well. By all means, uh, smash that like button. Please share this podcast with your friends and family and enemies. Um, they might like it too. Uh, 
something that's really helpful, and actually we haven't had a review in a month or so, is to go on Apple Podcasts and leave an actual written review. Uh, that's really helpful. And actually, because I've got a semi-viral tweet on this going on right now, um, I expect to actually get review bombed by, by pro by by pro Don Cherry shitheads. So please go and do that. Um, five I'll, stars only. Five stars only. Five stars or don't don't review. Um, also, uh, if you have any notes, thoughts, things you think I need to hear about, you can find me on Twitter at Duncan Kinney. You can reach me by email at Duncan K at ProgressAlberta.ca. Uh, thanks so much to Cosmic Family Communist for the amazing theme. Thank you for listening and goodbye.